Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, just wanted to give a quick trigger warning for this episode, and you'll hear me start giving the trigger warning when this segment does come up, but just that I would give you a heads up. It's during our second segment of, um, you know, what we, one thing that's getting us excited or upset or angry, and it's when I start talking, so after Sarah is done, and um, so mentions of sexual assault, uh, massage noir, racism, so I just wanted to give a heads up on those things. So please be safe and thank you so much for listening. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. And also, this is the week that we are rounding out Gen X Movie Month. I really do feel like we just started Gen X Movie Month. I mean, it just, this just went by so, so fast. But we're going to be wrapping up with Kevin Smith's movie, Clerks. So that will be on Friday. I know you're getting a lot of episodes this week. You're getting bonus interviews. You're getting these. It's just a week full of hopefully fun, fun, fun. But before we get into Friday's episode, first, I'm going to ask my amazing panelists, Aaron A. and Sarah, what they are into right now in pop culture. So Aaron A, what are you into right now? Okay, well, while we wait and see if Aaron A um, comes back, we, we had a little technical snafu, so I apologize. So we are actually going to go to Sarah first. So we're going to do the opposite alphabet game here. So <laughs> Sarah, what is one thing you're into right now in pop culture? Um, well, I have been in anticipation of uh, Ahsoka on Disney Plus, I've been rewatch rewatching uh Star Wars Rebels on Disney Plus. And for those of you that are into the new live action Star Wars shows and have not watched any of the animated series, Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you watch them because you are missing out on some great storytelling and a lot of characters that are now being pulled into the live action shows and you may not know what's going on. Um, so great shows. Fantastic. It actually took me personally a long time to, to get into them, but they are absolutely fantastic. So that is what I have been doing is binge watching rebels again. And I am enjoying it even more the second time around here. So Check if you haven't checked out any of the animated Star Wars shows. Go do it right now. You will not regret it. Awesome. I th- I think that's the first time we've ever had that on the show. I mean, we've had lots of Star Wars related stuff, but oh yeah, <laughs> I, that's the first time we've ever had the animated anything on the show. So yeah, it's one of those that a lot of people. I think it's true with a lot of animated series. Like people just sort of skip over them because they think animation is kids. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. 
Um, yeah, are they geared towards children? Sure. Um, but there's a lot, I mean, a lot of the writing and a lot of the themes are, I don't want to say more mature because that's not the right word, but they're, they're definitely more involved, more in depth. There's a lot of layers there. There's a lot of great storytelling. So definitely not, definitely not just for children. Well, that's awesome. I have, I have a problem. (laughs) No, it's fine. I have a definite Star Wars problem. No, don't, you don't have to say you had a problem, but, um, I mean, you don't have to say, I mean, it's not necessarily a problem be just because you no, know, I know. Something. Uh, depending on how, you know, of course, you know, depending on how that all <laughs> My works. family might disagree <laughs> with my collection of Brogu's. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You collect those. That's right. Okay. So, um, unfortunately, Erin A. is experiencing technical difficulties. Poor Erin. She had the she had technical difficulties last week, too. So, I'm sorry that that keeps happening to you. Um, hopefully I'm not cursing you like I have cursed uh, Ken, who's the co-host of Liberty Diner Dish with his shell. And every time he's supposed to be on here, he ends up having some kind of technical snafu or something. And so I don't know if it's just me or what. But <laughs> anyway, hopefully she'll be able to join us. If not, it'll be just Sarah and I for this episode. Maybe she'll be able to hop on for the clerks. Um, so we'll see. Okay. But what I'm into is yesterday I finally went and watched Renfield. I say finally, it's only been out for a week, but I went and watched Renfield at Alamo Draft House. So the reason I'm saying the Alamo Draft House part of it is we've mentioned Alamo Draft House a couple of times on here. And I, and I haven't been to an Alamo Draft House in a long, 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 long time. And I don't know why I ever go to AMC or any of the other places because it's so much nicer. And roomier. I think the seats are more comfortable. It doesn't feel as dingy. And I know they take it seriously that not talking and not cell phones. So you don't have that worry. So it was a totally different experience than when you normally go to a movie. Um, And I liked Renfield. I don't think it's as great as I was expecting. It's funny. I laughed, but not like I did when I saw Cocaine Bear or other um, or Megan or other horror comedies that have come out this year. Uh, it's incredibly gory. I was like, really, which doesn't bother me, but it was incredibly over the top gory and over the top violence. And I mean, a lot of it is so over the top that you laugh. That part I was not expecting. The amount of blood in this movie, fake blood, is. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, I mean, the way. Was it like. Boys level fake blood gory. I don't know what that means. The boy you haven't watched the boys? Oh, the boys. I thought I was like uh well it's gorier I mean it's like a horror movie gore, but it's like extreme gore. And it's um the the way some people are killed, especially when like Renfield will eat bugs, you know, and he gets powers. And so when he eats the bugs and gets the powers, especially then it'll it's very, very gory the way he murders people because he's really strong but it's but it's entertaining it's so over the top that you can't take it seriously i think mm-hmm. the difference between this and say like the boys or other horror or other horror movies that are extremely gory is this one isn't doing it um to the extreme where you take it too seriously so um, okay so anyway so and uh nicholas cage was really good as dracula and nicholas holt who is basically, he's the main person. It also has Aquafina in it. But Nicholas Holt, I, I do not understand why this man is not like a humongous star because 
I, I know he's well known and he's been working since he was a child. I, I know that. But he is so funny and charming. And um, he's a really good actor. And, you know, if you watched the menu from last year, totally different character, total slime ba- bag. In this one, he's really sweet. He's adorable. I think he's so adorable, which is so funny when he's killing all these people. But he's really adorable. He's in a very toxic relationship with Dracula. And I just, I loved watching him. And I just do not understand why this man is not, like, as big as, say, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, Leonardo DiCaprio, or, to- or um, you know, what's what's his name the the star the spider-man that everybody loves and all of a sudden except for Susie, and all of a sudden i'm forgetting his name tom holland yes tom holland and i don't understand why he's not as big or bigger than them because he is such such a good actor and he is so charming and so fun to watch and so i just i really really enjoyed him in it and uh ben schwartz is also in it i'm mentioning that for you, Carla, because if you listen to this, because I know Carla, Carla has a major, major crush on on this man. And and if you've watched Parks and Rec, you know me, he's hilarious. And he's really funny in this. And so it's funny. It's amusing. It's just not as great as I thought it would be. But the big standout about it is Nicholas Holt to me. I know a lot of people are praising Nicholas Cage and he's good. But to me, Nicholas Holt, he he's the main reason to see this movie, I think. And also, it's really funny play on self-help. It's all about that self-help and toxic relationships and codependency. That's really what the movie is about. And it's it's funny and interesting. So, yes. And just to let you know, we are going to be doing a Renfield Patreon bonus episode sometime in May. I'm not positive on a date yet. I haven't um, scheduled it yet. But hopefully that'll be with Susie and my podcast, Brain Twin Jen, from my streaming bubble. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. We thought we had Aaron A back and then we lost Aaron A again. So if Aaron A ends up getting service back, maybe she will join us. Maybe she'll just be on our clerks episode. So, but I want to move on to our next topic, which is one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are excited, upset, etc. about Sarah. I'm going to go a little different route here. We're going to talk about books. Awesome. <laughs> we don't talk about books too often, do we? <laughs> well, I interview a lot of authors, and every t- every time Ishelle is on here, practically from Liberty Diner Dish, almost every time she is into a book. So awesome! Well, I am uh, excited. Uh, John Scalzi, who's one of my favorite sci-fi authors, and actually my uh, my son Nate loves him as well. We met him at Den- Denver Pop Culture Con when it was still Denver Pop Culture con uh in 2019 and he is just hilarious he has a new book coming out in september i know it's a little far off but it's called starter villain and let me read the little synopsis here because it sounds hilarious uh inheriting your mysterious uncle's supervillain business is more complicated than you might imagine sure there are things you'd expect the undersea volcano lairs the minions the plots to take over the world the international networks of rivals who, <laughs> who want you dead 
much harder to get used to are the sentient language using computer savvy cats. And the fact that in, in the overall organization, their management, it just sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he, he blends a lot of science fiction and humor in, in his writing. Um, he is very uh, pro LGBTQ and he's very, very vocal about it, especially on Twitter. Although now with the mess that is Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put it mildly, <laughs> you know, I don't see him on too, too much anymore. He's still, he's still there, but I just absolutely love him and love his books. And his last one was fantastic. So I am very excited to read this one when it comes out in September, which is very far away for me, but it's okay. I can wait. I can wait. It'll it's be right. here before you know it though. So. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. 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 But cool. I do like when we get book recommendations and music recommendations and stuff since, you know, the primary focus usually is movies and television. So it is awesome when that happens as well. So cool. Awesome. Well, and I want to give a trigger warning here for um, sexual assault. I, I've mentioned this before when people have defended horrible people or not spoken out. I, I've given up on anyone in Hollywood having any, 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 actually sticking to anything they supposedly believe in. And I know some people in Hollywood are, do hold, hold uh, predators accountable, but so many of them don't that I'm just, I've just had it. And the latest thing, of course, is um, if you don't know, David Cho from Beef, the new Netflix show that I was excited to watch and I will not watch it now. It surfaced, he was on a podcast in 2014 and he went into pretty graphic detail about a sexual assault that he later uh, supposedly, allegedly committed against um, uh, masseuse. And he later said, that was performance art. I was, whatever. I don't, personally, I don't believe that. I know this is all alleged, so I have to say that for legality reasons, personally, I don't believe it. But this was well-known, I guess, among entertainment industry. There was other stuff he's done and said that wasn't okay. And he's friends with Ali Wong and Stephen Yun. And I I want to say, <laughs> they came out with, they finally came out with a statement after Ali Wong, she, she changed her Twitter to completely private because she didn't want to deal with all these people asking her to say anything. And they came out with this total PR bullshit thing, basically saying, oh, well, we, we think it's horrible, the stuff that he said that, you know, was part of a performance thing. And he's now, David Cho is now getting help. And so we are supporting through that. Basically, this BS PR move. And to me, it makes it worse. It makes me not want to watch it worse. It makes me really, um, I'm just fed up with this. It's just, it's so sickening to me how many people, and this is true in real life too, not, I mean, well, Hollywood is, you know, these people live a real life, but I mean, this is true in a world outside of Hollywood too. I am sick and tired of people being like, I'm just going to stand by you. This person can change or not listening or saying it was 2014. I'm sure he's grown since then. He was an adult. Okay. And if someone's going to joke about that and be so explicit about it, and another thing too that I'm not going to get into on here, but um, with him where he was also graphically describing another 
kind of like supposed assault situation. Anyone who's going to describe it like that, I'm sorry, but in my mind, that means if you haven't done that, you've at least really thought about doing it. And that's not okay. And this person should not be allowed to be making a show like this, doing the artwork for it. I just, it really, really bothers me. And I know a lot of people are also upset because of how great this show was for representation. And that I totally understand being upset about that part of it too, because it's like, the sad part is it's so hard to get any representation in Hollywood that isn't just cisgender, straight, white men and women, that if you have something outside of that, and if anything happens that might taint that in any way, it makes it so that people won't want to take any more of those risks because they'll just put that in a umbrella when really the problem is um, our rape culture and the way we behave around that. That's what the problem is. And so this upsets me. I um and there's also a big thing in here where um the woman he was talking about supposedly assaulting was a black woman and there is also the misogynoir there. Black women are treated horribly in this country. And this is another example of that and the reaction to this and the racism involved in that part of it too. So I'm just fed up with this stuff. And I also want to say, you know, another little thing is with the Jonathan Majors thing where Jonathan Majors, he's been dropped by his reps. He's been basically all this stuff has happened right away, which is good. I'm not saying it's not good, but if he was a white man, my guess is that stuff wouldn't have happened as quick. So we need justice to be all the same, even if it's a black man, white man, Asian man, anyone. So I'm just really totally just fed up. So that's, that's all. And I just wanted to mention that because, um, People need to talk about this more. I don't think it's actually being covered as much as it should be being covered. He should not be allowed to be making this stuff anymore. No, it's 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 completely frustrating. Yeah, I had a, I had a feeling you were uh, going to talk about that, which is why I didn't bring it up. It's no, it's absolutely in, in, infuriating. And you're right. I mean, there are people that, like you said, if if it was a white male it would have taken forever <laughs> I mean, for them to, to acknowledge it, deal with it. And what type of person are you that you're making jokes about sexual assault in, in that, in that detail? I mean, what does mm-hmm. that say about you? I, I, I don't, I just, I don't understand people and, and, and why they do this. And the Jonathan Majors thing was upsetting because he kind of came across as just a, a very sweet, humble guy. And then this comes out. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I'd seen that too. I mean, because I pay attention to more of the Marvel stuff than anything else. But I, I saw reports that they're already looking to recast him, which is, a sh- I mean, because he was fantastic in the character. But, you know. His personal character is not so great. Yes, and he deserves to have he deserves to have his reps drop him. He deserves all that stuff. But 
Um, example, everybody knows I hate Jeremy Renner. Well, this, okay, here's the thing. Jeremy Renner was accused of allegedly pulling a gun on his ex-wife. He has said sexist, misogynistic, transphobic, horrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I would have ever, I mean, yes, I'm glad he survived his thing, but you look at him and he gets everything and people still love him and go, oh, poor Jeremy. And that's because he's a white man. I'm sorry. It's just plain and simple. He's a white no, man. No, and I, 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 mean, I do I know, not disagree with you at all. I know it happens to a lot of men um, that, uh, I mean, that a lot of men will get away with this stuff regardless of race, but when people are going to be canceled really quickly or stuff like that, it usually, it will happen quicker to someone who is not white than it will mm-hmm. to someone who is white. So absolutely. Yep. So that stuff really, really frustrates me. But yeah, so I just wanted to bring that. And also um, another thing that points to me believing that this is <laughs> not you necessarily making up stuff is David Cho was going and personally, um, I'll use the words allegedly, although you can find it out there, was personally going to people that would share were sharing the video clip of him talking in graphic detail about this alleged assault. And he was going and reporting them to Twitter as copyright infringement to get those videos removed. So that to me is another other, I mean, come on, dude, you might as, I mean, I don't know anyway, but we'll see if anything really ever comes of this or if people actually really speak out like Steven and, um, then Allie Wong, they need to come and speak out. So I'm just, I'm fed up with it. I'm just fucking fed up with yeah. it. I I saw there and I, I I like both of them and I wanted to watch the show at some point, but between what he did and then their statements, I really have no interest now in seeing it, which is, you know, like I said, it's a shame because I've heard fantastic things about it, mm-hmm. but you know, I, at the same time, I can't necessarily support that. I mean, it's it's hard when you love some form of of art, whether it's a TV, movie, music, you know, whatever, and then you just find out the creators or actors or whatever are are just so problematic. It's 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 very conflicting, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Well, and and the other thing that really upsets me is people who just continue to stand by them. All the people that for years right. Right. worked with Woody Allen, all the people that for years worked with Roman Polanski, our mm-hmm. our unofficial mascot Christian Bale, continuing continuing to work with an abusive assaulter David O. Russell, and all the people that work on David O. Russell films. The fact that Mark Wahlberg did horrible racist attacks, attack, nearly killed somebody. And did all this stuff and we let, we don't really talk about it. It's like, just like, and a bunch of other people, not just, Mm -hmm. I mean, just anyway. So, yeah. Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating and harrowing story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Now open at COSI. Don't miss Titanic, the artifact exhibition. This epic exhibit features over 200 authentic artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Discover poignant passenger and crew accounts and majestic recreated interiors, including the iconic Titanic Grand Staircase. Tickets for Titanic The Artifact Exhibition are on sale now. Book your voyage at cosi.org. 
I definitely do not think we're going to have Aaron A. on this one. So we are going to move on to our last topic, which we almost brought this up about a month or two ago uh, with Carla and I almost talked about this, but then we decided on another topic. And now stuff has changed on this. So, um, and this is, you can find tons of articles on this, but this article that I'm going to be referencing is on NPR from April 20th, 2023 um, by Mandalit Del Barco. And this is about uh, charges against Alec Baldwin in the movie, in the Rust movie set shooting are dropped for now. They can still bring charges against him still, um, but the involuntary manslaughter charges have been dropped at this moment. Um, the family, um, I do want to say, meanwhile, the parents of Helena Hutchins, who was the one who was killed on the set of Rust when a firearm that was not supposed to have live rounds in it did shot her and, and killed her. Very similar in some respects to um, the way Brandon Lee died uh, years ago. <laughs> Um, you would think by now, you would hope by now, um, but they are still suing. They have Gloria Allred is their attorney and seeking punitive damage. And they remain against, um, in a civil lawsuit against Baldwin and Gloria Allred is quoted as saying, Mr. Baldwin should know that we remain committed to fighting and winning for our clients and holding him accountable for pointing a loaded gun at Helena Hutchins, pulling the trigger and killing her. Mr. Baldwin may pretend that he is not responsible for pulling the trigger and ejecting a live bullet, which ended Helena's life. He can run to Montana and pretend that he is just an actor in a Wild West movie. But in real life, he cannot escape from the fact that he had a major role in a tragedy which had real-life consequences for Helena, her mother, father, sister, and co-worker. And also, this movie is has resumed filming and this movie is now filming in uh, Yellowstone film ranch in Montana. It was originally filming in New Mexico, of course. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to know, Sarah, what are your thoughts on rust going back into production and the charges uh, against Baldwin being dropped? And, and is it a good idea? Do you think Hollywood will learn their lesson here or? Well, I, I thought they would have learned their lesson after Brandon Lee, but apparently not. I actually had some questions um, for you about this, um, just because I don't, I don't have the knowledge of film production that you do. And I was actually talking about this um, with someone uh, today. And I, and I, when, when I lived in Texas, my, both my husband and I got our concealed handgun licenses. I never carried because I never felt comfortable, but for whatever reason, I did this. Um, one of the things that we were taught, and even you know, when I've gone to the range, which I, again I don't do very often anymore, just because it's not something I'm comfortable with now. We were always taught you always treat a gun as if it's loaded. You never point it at anyone. And you always assume that there is a live round. My question is, if this is a film production, why would, is it the armorer? Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah. okay. Why would they have live rounds on set? They don't know. They're not supposed to. Nobody, 
Okay. Supposedly nobody knows why. Um, okay. And I've never ever been on a film set or on a, I've been in a play where I had to shoot a gun, but I've never been um, like, and that was like, it just made a noise. It like had like a, it was kind of almost like a cap gun sound. It was a real yeah, gun, yeah, no, but that noise yeah. was flipping loud next year. But I, but I, so I've never been on a film set where they had to have that. So I can't really speak completely to that. Okay. But I, but yes, they are not supposed to have live rounds on there. And that's, that's the big thing with this is nobody knows how that happened. The armory they had hired was very new, um, I guess, but a lot of people should have checked it. And a lot of the reason that Baldwin, not only because Baldwin was the one who was holding the gun, but Baldwin is a producer on this movie. And so uh, okay. that's where a lot of the blame is also coming from is the fact that he was producing this movie. So he should have hired better people is the way people are thinking. Yes. And people have been complaining about the safety on this set and how it wasn't being safe and how people were working way too long of hours, which, you know, when IHC was striking and all of that stuff, that's because they overwork those people and don't pay them that well. And so that's so it wasn't a very safe set. And um, according to people there, allegedly wasn't a safe set. So that's the big thing. Is pe- and people are not yeah. sure how that live round got in there. But no, they're not supposed to. And a lot of that actually did happen. Uh, you know, there were a lot of regulations and stuff put into play after Brandon Lee because – that was like, you know, horrendous. Yes. At some point we'll definitely talk about that movie. But that that was horrendous. And um, they, of course, went on and continued that film and continued making that film. That was something actually the – I, from my understanding, the family was okay with a lot of that. Okay. Um, and they thought Brandon Lee would want that. I know that film is very beloved by a, me and a lot of people. And that's why I, I, I'm very – I'm very, very conflicted about it being remade. As far as like, if I think this is a good idea, no, they should not be, they should stop this movie and they should not make this movie. And I'm sorry to all the people that wanted to make this movie. And I'm sorry to all the actors, including of course Jensen Ackles, but I'm sorry to all the actors that wanted to do this movie, all the creators behind it, all the people in the crew, but out of respect, this movie should not continue in my opinion i think it's really weird and in bad taste but this movie when it comes out is going to i predict is going to make a shit ton of money because of all of this around it and the way Mm -hmm. society is so yes so it's going to make a lot of money and um as far as like charges against baldwin it's weird because i'm very mixed about it because on the one hand i totally see why um, why he's charged. And I totally see, yeah. cause he's a producer. He does have a role in it. I do think maybe something should happen, but at the same time, I don't, I mean, it, it's, I'm very mixed about it. And I, it's hard for me to come up with an exact thing because I don't, I, I, I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin. So I'm trying, so that's not, so I'm trying to not let that taint anything here, but okay, I do gotcha. think, yeah. but I do think, Oh gosh, I I do think he holds some responsibility in the fact of if it was an unsafe set and he knew this and he didn't do anything, then he does hold some responsibility there. So that's where I kind of lie on that. I th- and I think it's just 
it's so ludicrous to me that this film is getting made. It it's blows. It doesn't shock me, but it still blows my mind. And I know they'll do a whole dedicated to her at the end of the credits. And it's just, it's just sad to me. So, yeah. No, I, I have very quickly. I, I agree. I don't think given the situation, I don't think the movie should continue production as to him being charged. Um, I didn't realize that he was a producer. Um, so that kind of changes uh, my thought a little bit there. he, he had more, you know, he had more control than just being an actor on set. Yeah. I mean, there, it was it ultimately just his fault. No. I mean, there, there were many things that had to happen leading up to that. And there should have been more safety in place. And I mean, why was he, she was the cinematographer. Why was he pointing the gun in her direction to begin with? I guess to get whatever shot they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, should he have been pointing it directly at her? No, because again, you always treat a gun as if it's loaded, whether it is or not. And I think that's my, my biggest issue is, you know, even as, as an actor, you know, he should know at this point too how to safely handle something like that. So, you know, I understand charges being brought up against him. And from what I read in the article you had sent out, I mean, it sounds like they got more, they got new information in, but they didn't really say what the new information was. Um, and charges have been dropped for now. Mm-hmm. And they always have the option, I guess, if it's under, still under investigation, they always have the option to uh, recharge him or, or bring new charges against him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Alec Baldwin fan either. Um, you know, there are there are quite a few, but of his movies that I do like, but overall, not you know, not one of my favorite actors. But now they should not, they should not have continued with this, and it's you know, given given the circumstances and when it was, um, like with Brandon Lee, I understand it was more towards the end of filming and. Like you said, his family wanted wanted that to continue, and it is one of the movies I absolutely love. But yeah, that's a topic for another day. So no, I really don't think, and I really hope, I hope, whether they have or not, but I hope Hollywood has looked as a, looked at this as a learning experience <laughs> in a way. Um, I don't want to say that as as putting it mildly. You know, but hopefully they start taking the safety on set more seriously. I mean, I get accidents do happen, but there, it sounds like there were several things in play here that led up to this. And there are are times when it could have been prevented and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I feel like someone needs to be held responsible for that. Um, Whether that will actually happen. Who knows? Because the the one who was the I guess the armorer was charged and got was it six months probation that I read? It was the suspended sentence of six months probation. So oh, is that what it was? Oh, okay, suspended. And that sentence. was the assistant director, though it was the safety oh, coordinator okay. and assistant director David Halls. Oh, okay, yeah, I knew I knew there was someone. I just couldn't remember because yeah. I read the um, read it a few days ago. 
Um, but yeah, they, they need to, they may, I, I feel like they need to take a step back and, and say, okay, what, you know, what can we do to prevent this in the future? Because for, and from what you were saying, it sounds like they had a lot of other issues too. So it's, it's a shame. And my heart goes out to the family that they're, that this was 18 months ago and they're still having, it's still in the news and they're still having to relive it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and just to let everybody know the involuntary manslaughter charges against Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who was the armor are unchanged. So, those, okay. so that, that hasn't even, that is um, her preliminary hearing is in August. So, okay. So just to let everybody know. So it's, it, it, so it's not just Baldwin. They were going after it's just, that's of course the most high profile person. So, but yeah. So, we are going to go ahead and close out this episode. I'm sure we'll be talking about this stuff in depth. We'll probably do a whole episode about safety on sets because the other big thing is CGI exists. You don't even need to have gun- bullets and stuff oh, on, on, a, on a film set anymore. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. That's an excellent point. Yeah. So it's not necessary. So, But we'll get into that at some other point down the line. But we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. So Sarah, if you want to let everybody know where you can be found. Uh, sure. You can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at NateCamMom. That's N-A-T-E-C-A-M-M-O-M. Or on Facebook at Sarah Barnick. That is B as in boy, A-R-N-A-I-K. Awesome. And this is Aaron. And of course, don't follow me on Twitter because Twitter is a hellscape. And I'm really pissed about it. But anyway, it's turned into more of one Seriously. after the blue blue thing. Be sure to follow Fergie on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please head on over to webs- our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I will try to get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're over there, and if you are a fellow creator, a fellow podcaster, and you would like to potentially be a part of our May 20th marathon streaming event, which is coming up very soon, like in three weeks um, from this coming Saturday, uh, please head on over to the page titled May 20th Marathon Streaming Event. You can find some information there. Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as we can. Once again, if you are not able to be there on May 20th, but you'd still like to potentially be a part of it, still free, feel, feel free to reach out. And depending, we might be able to do a pre-recorded segment. It totally depends. Those are kind of filling up those. So, so reach out to us as soon as you can. And on our next episode, we are going to be wrapping up Gen X Movie Month with a look at Kevin Smith's movie, Clerks. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.